but he's like, I want you to be faithful workers. You're my co-workers. We're going to work together. And with that, the possibility, the possibilities are seriously like endless. The sky is the limit. Um, the firmament is the limit. Like God could do whatever he wants through you and your faithfulness. Anything you guys Do you believe that? Do we believe that he could perform miracles through us? Do we believe that um, he could use us to set captives free by the power of the Holy Spirit in us? Like, do we believe that, you know, we, because of our faith in him, we could have a legacy established through us that would impact generations to come? You know, like these big, huge things that the enemy wants you to think, well, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my gifting or God hasn't chosen me for that. When your faith is in him and you are working with him, he will trust you with more and more and more and more. So we got to dream big. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so I stood up and I was just like, do not grow weary in doing good due season you will reap a harvest if you do not give up welcome to season four of basket full of bread it is my joy and purpose to hold your weary arms up by the power of the holy spirit as we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in the high places together we are going to stand firm in the secret place where our King Creator will encourage and spur us on with His resurrecting power and mighty word. This season on Basket Full of Bread, it is my battle cry to intercede on behalf of the local gospel workers, the overcomers, the remnant, the bride of Christ. The harvest is plentiful. Let's work. My name is Bethany. And I'm grateful you're here. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Basket Full of Bread. My name is Bethany, and I truly am grateful you're tuning in. We are working through season four, you guys. I can feel the transformation happening. I'm hearing about it from you all. And um, it's just a beautiful time to be alive, honestly. I wanted to take a minute, yeah, while um, some of my children were playing and napping, to update you guys. Um, You know that this series, the promise or the podcast, this podcast started out. I'm going to go right where I started it in my little stairwell of my basement. I remember sitting down here starting the podcast with the promises series. And man, I had no clue what God was going to do. I had no idea that 
every episode, every time I sat down and reflected or shared what God was doing through his word and through Juniper's body would just be like literally me sowing seeds. Are you talking? Um, It wasn't that long ago when Juniper was Winston's age. Winston's seven months now. Uh, But when Juniper was five months old, she got sick. And I share about this, you guys, all through the Promises series about how her body was paralyzed. You know, and I always wanted to share more about the things, the actions. Oh, oh, hi. That I did. Um, during that time, but I really just didn't have a place to share it because for me, I was just stepping out in faith every moment and it felt like it was all I could do to just proclaim the goodness of the Lord. I didn't even have a vocabulary to really express um, the actual works that the Lord was asking me to do. But here we are today, and I wanted to take a minute to reflect on this, especially after we've been diving into um, James a little bit and talking about faith without works is dead. So this is just going to be a little chit-chat, and I want to update you guys on Junie and how she's doing now. So let me lay this baby down for a nap, and we'll chat. So we were reading in James 2, 26, that says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. And this whole uh, scripture and this topic really came at a timely, timely time for me because I'm really at a crossroads in Juniper's care right now. Um, praise God from whom all blessings flow. She is truly, she's thriving, you guys. Like, she's getting around. um, And every day she gets stronger, really, truly. Every day we all get stronger. Um, But as she, you know, turns two and a half, and eventually she's going to be three, um, her, you know, cognitively she's with it and, like, ready ready to rock, you know, very, very smart and super toddlery. <laughs> so she's on the go, she's on the move, and <clears throat> we're just having to like take inventory as we usually do in every season. You know, kids are constantly growing and developing. Like, okay, how can we best serve her in this time? Is it going to be through the therapist we've been using? You know, is God going to be um, kind of opening up new doors for her? Um, a really big leap that we took last spring was um, doing physical therapy at a clinic with like a little miniature runway, um, they call it, which is like a little treadmill where she could practice walking. Like they literally take her legs and like walk her legs. Um, And that was a big leap. And so we've made all these different leaps recently, but um, a few, it's hard for me, you know, I feel very responsible for my children as I should. And I want to make sure that every decision that we ever make for our kids is rooted in the Holy Spirit and his timing and his lead for their lives because God has a plan for them and their story. And, you know, we just want to help 
facilitate and support that plan. So when it comes to making decisions, it's I take it very seriously and it's sometimes very hard for me. Um, I've kind of recently had gotten to this place where I feel just such a, oh, like uncertainty, you know, about what to do for her next. And I was kind of wrestling with this with a couple of friends and talking to them. And I, and I heard myself say, you know, God promised that she would be walking and leaping and praise, praising him. He is sovereign over it. Like he said, it, it, it's done. Like it will come to pass. So why does it matter if I choose path A or, or path B? When I was asking that question, I genuinely, truly, you guys meant it from a place of purity. Like I truly believe and I know that I will see this come to pass in Juniper's life. If you're just tuning in, go back and listen so you know what I'm talking about when I say the promises. Essentially, through God's word, he confirmed that she would be walking and leaping and praising him. And... um you know, the Lord kind of rebrought to my mind so much about that recently. Um, so I'm just like, it will happen. Um, so why, like, why does it matter? And he has been speaking to me kind of about this. And I've talked about it a little bit, you guys, on the podcast. It goes back to that scripture, Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good. It's one of my favorites. In due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. The most important thing is to do good. I've talked about what is the next good thing to do. And that's essentially the works. Faith plus the works, right? Faith without work. Faith without works is dead, right? So we want to couple those together so that, and I remember we were reading this. Um, if you guys haven't gone back and listened to the past three episodes of the Olive olive tree um and the house of the lord go back and listen y'all because it is all scripture all i'm doing is reading you scripture um but it says in james 2 um you see that faith was active together with his works he's talking about abraham and by works faith was made complete and the scripture was fulfilled that says abraham believed god and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called god's friend you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, or in the same way wasn't Rahab, and he goes and talks about Rahab. I covered this on the last podcast, but that is what is marinating in me. And I'm, I'm, I've been reflecting on this past, you know, Juniper's two and a half almost, the past two years. It's been one good thing after another that I have um, done by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to try to break this down. When she first got sick, um, the moment, the moment she was sick, my heart was so inclined enough with the Lord to cry out to him immediately, immediately crying out to him, pleading for his mercy, sending out SOSs to anybody who would listen, anyone who I knew would pray and petition for us. Um, so there was that side of things like I'm calling on the name of the Lord. Then there was actual physical good works of administering various 
remedies to her. Um, if you know me, you know that um, God, I truly believe that God has created so many healing um, components in nature. And whether that's through herbs or homeopaths or vitamins and minerals, there's a lot of power in natural medicine. Um, I used to be, as I've talked about you guys in this podcast, very afraid of um, allopathic approaches to medicine just because they've been abused in the past. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to weigh, you know, with wisdom time and place. It was just very, I was very scared, very fearful, which this is a whole nother podcast, which I'm not doing right now. The Lord freed me from that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And I see how God truly, you guys will use whatever he wants to further his kingdom. It's up to us though, um, to be workers and to walk it out. Um, I'm thinking of another scripture actually, just as I said that, in James, I believe it was. Um, was it James? Let me go. I mean, I have two Bibles sitting here in front of me. And, or maybe it was Isaiah. I've been all over the map, you guys. I'm going to break and then I'm going to find the scripture. Okay. It was Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 6. Okay. And I read this, I think in that series, but I just want to read it again. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Um, it goes on and says, for he says, I have heard thee in, in a time accepted and in the day of salvation, I have succored thee. behold. Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Okay. This is part giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience in afflictions in necessities in distresses in stripes in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. This is the framework that I really felt the Lord push me into when Juniper initially got sick really being refined to truly take this this armor of righteousness as described here in 2 Corinthians 6. And really this is my this is the day of salvation. Like today is the day of salvation. I am a worker with him. We are going to work together. And I believe that the Holy Spirit because my father's mercy whispered to me very specific things to do for Juniper in the early days. Um, I don't know, you know, how things would have turned out if um, 
that hadn't have been the case, obviously, I don't think they would have been quite as good or miraculous because I truly believe there were miracle after miracle happening and her life was truly preserved when um, the enemy wanted it to be taken because of the different things, the different works in faith that I did, even though I had no idea. I've never been in this kind of circumstance before. I've never been, but this falls into that category, you guys, of long-suffering, of, um, you know, needing knowledge, which we know that knowledge and understanding within the realm of the Holy Spirit, like, is a, is a descriptor of our Father when it's not of the world, right? Um, I hope this is making sense to you. So I was administering different remedies. I was seeking out different medical advice from, you know, her pediatrician, people that we trusted, you know. Um, I was applying certain topicals. Um, I was reading and researching ravenously, you guys. And the most important thing I was doing was staying in God's word. Um, how can we be with him, you know, if we're not in him, if we're not like truly um, abiding in him? And so that was my daily bread. I remember I looked at God's word as my daily bread. I was truly, you guys, I honestly... I can't even remember a lot of it. I remember, though, the spirit of death being upon me. I remember wishing to die. Like, I, like it was almost too much. I was laying in bed the other day, and Winston was, like, kicking his legs on me, and it just kind of flashed me back for a minute to when Juniper was really sick. And um, it was really painful for her, you guys, um, because when your body attacks itself and breaks down, you know, your nerves and your myelin sheath is damaged. It's, I honestly, I can't even fathom the agony she was experiencing that like normal pain medication could barely touch, you know? Um, we did find a good remedy that actually completely took the pain away. Thank you, Jesus. Because it's like nerve pain, so it's really tricky. Um, but I remember thinking how desperate I was in that time, it was my body. I was almost leaving my body like daily, like my spirit, like could, I could not almost exist. Keeping my feet planted uh, were so hard and I could not have done that without being in tune to his word and clinging to his word. And then when he gave me the promise for her, it was just like hope, you know, it was hope. And then it was a, <laughs> a path to walk out faith, but wow, God's word is always the next good thing. If we don't know what the work to couple with our faith is, it's going to start in his word. There were other good things, um, other decisions I had to make that I hated making you guys. I like making decisions within my flesh for someone else is so hard. Maybe you feel like that because you just want to serve them well. You want to 
you want to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing always for my kids. And um, I, I just like agonize over like, is this the right way? Is this the right way? You know, and then, and just having peace, knowing God is going to be sovereign over it. And so I remember when making decisions like seeing certain specialists, certain um, pharmaceutical medications, what were we going to say yes or no to? Um, you know, um, long-term plans with therapies and medical therapies or pharmaceutical therapies. You know, there's so many different options. Um, and you know, we live in a world now where it's like everything is at a click of a button. And so you have even more options, which you guys is a blessing. It really is a blessing. It requires a tremendous amount of discipline, prayer, and just the presence of the Lord so that we are walking, you know, towards, um, we're walking in the spirit. We are keeping in step with the spirit in every twist or turn. And there were so many opportunities, you guys. I know I did a podcast or a couple of when we were in the hospital for a few days and what that was like with the Lord. That was incredible, you guys. It was absolutely incredible. But we had to make decisions about MRIs and sedation and spinal taps and, you know, all this stuff. Asking the Lord, okay, we're going to choose like this thing, this work, and we're going to couple it with our faith. Like we believe this is the right choice. So we're going to choose it. We're going to couple it with our faith that God is sovereign over this. And we believe that he has plans for Juniper to prosper. He has plans for us to prosper. We believe that he has hope for her future. Um, We trust him. We love him, you know, and just declaring that, declaring those truths. That's the faith part. I'm talking about the works part today though. But it's important with the twofold is so important. And I'm telling myself this recently, you guys, because I'm like, wow, when I look back at this journey, it's been faith and works. You know, day to day, it's sewing different suits for her to wear that help her get around. It's creating different footwear for her when she was a newborn baby. And like literally there was no shoes that could have possibly worked or um, bracings or things like that. Um it's, and the Lord would give me divine inspiration for all of that. It's administering certain vitamins or minerals, like as her body changes and changing things up, you know, knowing like, okay, the Lord is leading for like a shift here. What is it? It's literally asking the Lord about every single little thing. The other component, you guys, to this with the works, um, wasn't necessarily all, um, you know, actual physical, like laborious works, you know, yes, yes, there was a lot of that. But then there was also a physical acts like, um, that were spiritual, like repentance, just being in a constant state of like repentance and just allowing the Lord to search my heart. Um, so maybe it's more of like a heart posture as a worker. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, I've talked about the power of communion, the body and the, and the, and the blood, there was going and receiving prayer always, anywhere, at all times. I'm like, you pray, come lay hands on my child. <laughs> um, to Jesus, to the Lord, to the King of Kings. You know, there was these physical um, acts that were spiritual that would make a difference in the unseen realm. Um, worship. I know I did a couple episodes on like just worshiping, thanking God for what he has done. 
Um, and, and, you know, those physical, spiritual acts also really translate so well into faith, you know, but there is an actual physical thing. I have to physically walk up to the front of the church and ask for prayer. I have to physically get a representation of the body and the blood and partake in communion. I have to physically um, say to the Lord, I'm so sorry for being so afraid you know, there's these physical things that are so important on our pursuit for holiness. And the enemy, I believe, wants us to almost think it doesn't really matter because who am I? Like God is sovereign and blah, blah, blah. It's like this twisted gospel. And it's like, yes, God is sovereign and he does want to work and will work out everything for good for those who love him. But what are we asked and called to do in his work, you know, in his word? What is modeled to us through the different prophets and, you know, uh, people throughout God's word, specifically Abraham that's mentioned here in James and Rahab too. Um, But, you know, these people that loved God and were a friend of God and served the Lord, at some point or another, there was an example of a, a work or a physical manifestation of I'm walking this out. For Abraham, it was believing that God was going to, you know, do what he said he was, make him his um, his children, his, um, why am I not thinking the word? His, ooh, as numerous as stars in the sky, his, oh my gosh, descendants. Okay, as numerous as stars in the sky, Um, But then when that promise came to pass, then there was another layer of, you know, taking his son up to sacrifice him, showing that he had the faith in the Lord um, and believe that God was going to let his son live or raise him from the dead. That's what God's word says. So I, I really felt that the Lord had a message for us. I know for me that the things that we do matter. As believers, as workers, co-workers with the King of Kings, what you put your hands to matters. Psalm ninety seventeen says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands. Establish it. Psalm 90.17 CSB says, Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. That's the cry of our heart. That our work is not in vain, right? That what he did for us is not in vain. That the things that we're doing are from a from a rooted place in the Holy Spirit. So that the work that we do is established. It's firm. It's it's secure and it's it's tied into the faith piece. Whatever God is walking out in us. And so 
the little things that we do on a day-to-day basis, every single thing, every single thing has importance. Every single thing has purpose. Every single thing, you know, if you're wiping booties all day, hey, me too. (laughs) Purpose and importance and love. And there's so, so much value in large decisions and big decisions in these works, these things that we do and participate in when they're coupled with faith that God is who he says he is. He will do what he said he's going to do and he will, he will finish what he started. I'm still on this journey, you guys, with Juniper that started two years ago. I'm still making these decisions for her really big ones. It feels like about therapists and remedies and, um, you know, assisted devices and what, what, you know, Lord, what do you want? And, you know, I repent for kind of leaning into a foolish mindset that it actually doesn't matter what I do because God is sovereign over it. I think that that is so wrong. I believe it does matter what we do. And I know that God wants us to be active participants in walking out our salvation and walking with him. And he doesn't want us just to, you know, you know, be these like faithful bumps on a log, you know, he's like, I want you to be faithful workers. You're my co-workers. We're going to work together. And with that, the possibility, the possibilities are seriously like endless. The sky is the limit. Um, the firmament is the limit. Like, God could do whatever he wants through you and your faithfulness. Anything, you guys. Do you believe that? Do we believe that he could perform miracles through us? Do we believe that um, he could use us to set captives free by the power of the Holy Spirit in us? Like, do we believe that, you know, we could, because of our faith in him, we could have a legacy established through us that would impact generations to come. You know, like these big, huge things that the enemy wants you to think, well, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my gifting or God hasn't chosen me for that. When your faith is in him and you are working with him, he will trust you with more and more and more and more. So we got to dream big. Luke 16.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. As we become more and more trustworthy with the work of our hands as the Lord establishes it, as we invite him to establish it. We, we will be trusted with more and more and more and more. Are you prepared? Am I prepared <laughs> to receive that calling? Am I living every single day in such a way that um, creates a foundation for a higher calling for the kingdom to come? Am I pursuing holiness truly in the little tiny things? Like that is my heart's desire. 
And it's foolishness for me to think that these little tiny things don't matter. They do. And the enemy wants me to think they don't. And we don't receive that. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, I want to be faithful, God. I want to be found faithful in the little things. God, we want to we want to please you. We want to work with you. We want to be conduits of your kingdom. And so I pray, Father, you would just illuminate to us the next good thing, whatever it is, that you would you would increase our faith, Father. Increase our faith so that as we do these good works for you, Lord, you are magnified. So that we are we are um, just co-heirs. We are called your friends. That you would count it to us as righteousness. Even when we don't really know, where we truly are stepping out in faith. God, we love you and we're just learning. We're learning and we're just not worthy to be considered your friends. But we just thank you that you, you look at us as friends because of your son. And so I pray, Father, that we would seek your face each morning. God, that we would not grow weary in doing good because in due season, there will be a harvest if we don't give up. God, I pray that um, my friend listening today would take inventory and they would see the places where they're stepping out in faith and God, you would reveal to them what can they do to walk that out physically. Whisper it to them. If it's crazy, it sounds crazy, Lord, let them just receive it and say, all right, I'll do it because you told me to. I pray, God, you would speak to us in your word like you are so good at doing. Let us learn the good works that we can do just from your word, Father, just by abiding in you, by loving our neighbors. Mm. God, we just want your kingdom to come. We are your workers and we want to help bring your kingdom. Whatever it takes, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you guys, Future Bethany here. One more thing I wanted to add on this podcast. Um, My friend Melissa was saying that she believes, and this is so cool. This is so cool. She believes that the, you know, the faith obviously is there with Juniper's healing. We believe it. We know it's going to happen. And she said the works, one of the big um, components of the works is all of us, the saints, in prayer, praying for her and for her to see it come to pass and just thanking God and just put, she said, like putting my prayers into that bucket. And it reminds me of my friend, Anna. She texted me a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, I had this dream, um, about Juniper. Oh my gosh. And, um, she said it was a really sunny day. It was super sunny. And, um, she's like, there was this huge crowd of people and she's like, all I could see was their legs, but we were all cheering Juniper on. And we were saying, go. She said, I was saying, go, Junie, go. And she said, it was like Junie was starting to pick up speed. 
and her legs were like picking up speed running faster and faster and faster and you guys know I immediately just thought about the crowd of witnesses that has surrounded us during this whole this whole thing their relationships all the lives that have been impacted all literally people have come to Christ through this we have relationships with people we like Matt basically shares Juniper's story with every single person he goes to see for work he travels and does sales and there's this testimony there's people praying and petitioning and seeking the Lord on our behalf all over and I'm like wow it's just it's so powerful it's so powerful to me Um, and so if you want to put your prayers in that bucket just pray that pray and and give thanks to God for what he's already done and just pray that we will see it come to pass Um, I've had so many people just like be like it's done like it's it's already happened it's just like you're gonna see it you know and um I believe that I know that's true but I still want to give thanks and glory to God and say thank you so um you know specifically if we get down to it Juniper her knee her left knee she's been getting so much stronger in we just pray for increased strength in her left knee um, it still kind of buckles when she tries to put weight, her foot down and like put weight on it. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Um, we just pray. Really, guys, this is a big one. There's like a leg length discrepancy that's happening. Not actually in the leg. It's coming up her back. So, you know, like specific prayers for that. Her back strengthening um, and her the leg length just to get worked out you know there's there's needing to be a strengthening and a tightening within like the hip socket itself and so prayers for that um and when she like plants her foot she wears like a orthotic right now in her shoe and that really helps her plant her foot pretty firmly Um, so just prayers that she continues to be able to get her foot down flat because it's really hard for her to do that as of right now. So I want to just give you guys some very specific things to pray, but with Thanksgiving, knowing that, um, he is going to do it all and it's going to be good. So thank you guys for praying. And, um, I just, I just say, God bless you. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart.